0: Crazy! I feel like All a right, like a new man. It. Man, Ugh. i like, so We do need a producer, though. Hey, man, we we've been searching, looking, definitely for possibilities, expanding the team, just like me. Yeah, just like me. Hold on. Just like me. Oh, just like me. I feel like with so many songs, the my favorite part of the song is never like the chorus that's repeated. Dude, my, no, it's that first part on the floor. Hold on, bro. Like we got to play, play that, yeah, we he, that's play that. That's not the chorus. He didn't repeat I it. I know. Oh, so he did. Hold on. Because that We've flow was this. crazy. Right? I hope he kept that the entire song. L-C-E-S-T. Y'all listen to this. One. What's that? O C O E E. Shout out Caleb Gore man. It's like man. our yeah. fifth time playing him, I off, feel it, like man. but he's too yeah. tough. Hold yeah. on. Hey. Look, how I hop in the flows. look at the way that I'm and them. Don't even care if they know. long as they know and no one will be sending. Them. Okay. Look like he was in, in the That's crazy. One eighty look how he's spinning Look at the favor he givin' Hold what? on, watch how I manage the minimum. Hold what? on, watch how he fit what he givin'. What? Hold like on. that what i trying to be like? yeah. that on my RIT. I cannot call you a sinner, cause really you just, just like, like me. What? Yeah. Just like me. Yeah. Just like me. Just like me, Just like me. Just like what? Yeah. Just like yeah. me. Just like, yeah. just, like, just like just like yeah, like, Yeah, you ain't that yeah. He, he yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I really oh. killed to play that. I'm in my city like he was in Nineveh. Like, that's a bar. Yeah, like, we were already planning on playing that one, but that was Just Like on, Me by Caleb Gordon. Gonna put y'all on again for this episode. But y'all know what it is. It's your boy D. Starks. Starks are already. You're now tuned in to another episode of the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We back for another, not another week. You know what I actually did notice I, that I don't know why I kept doing is in our episodes that we post on Wednesday at the end of it, I'll always be like, obviously, like, stay you, stay real, stay humble. Like, we'll catch y'all next week. All that we're posting on Friday. Right. Oh, I forgot we'd be we <laughs> right? doing it told- Because <laughs> we got in the habit. That's your outro every That's time. That's what I'm so saying. So I totally forgot. Habit. But maybe it's because, like, usually on Fridays, we do the collab. So I just always You know what else it. I noticed, bro? I don't know if the people notice this, but that little laugh after the the outro that you be doing, you love that laugh, bro. When I do that every time, it works well. <laughs> but you lo- I'm just saying you. I notice you love it while I'm going through and listening. Maybe to Maybe I it started doing that intentionally. I don't know. I don't know, you know, know how it sounds people good? have like little outros, like somebody opening the door, like a little laugh. No. <laughs> All <right>. Anyways, you're <laughs> we're back for another episode. That's episode not what you was eight talking about. zero. <laughs> Number eighty. Another 80 one closer them. to a hundred. Y'all know what it is. Eighty of them. We got a really special episode today, something interesting that I don't think we've really done before. Hadn't. But I'm excited to share with you all. But before we get into that, it is Friday. Oh man. It is Friday February third. Two three. Big 2-3 The day has finally arrived It's here It is here We've been waiting Long awaited You've been waiting Mountains and valleys We've all been waiting Trials and tribulations Now we've made it You've been here, here! <laughs> We're here You gonna let them know The merch is dropping today At 12pm Eastern time 12pm Eastern uh, By the time this drops On YouTube and podcasts It will yeah. be before them But everything is gonna be linked In the description The website mm-hmm. Where you can buy it And all of that I'm excited yeah I'm really I'm proud of this one too I think we I mentioned it In the last episode But I'm proud of this one uh, We rolled it out Like photo shoot And mm-hmm. all So mm-hmm. we did the thing We big. took our time with it And for good reason you Definitely know, the So I feel like because- it's all Coming in at the right time The way it needed to But yeah 12pm yeah, Eastern Whether you listen to it Before or even after It's either coming Or it's finally here So definitely go check that out. Check it out Go cop and you got to run that up for us um, Yeah let's go ahead And just sell that thing out I want to sell that? out. I want the website to crash I was thinking about that. I wanted to crash. I don't know if we like that, but like that's a part of the crash. That's a part of the story, like the come up story. Like, man, we dropped our first, our first merch, and the the website crashed. Like, that's you know what I'm saying. That's cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That sounds so good. (laughs) Nonetheless, yeah, that's out. Um, I'm excited for y'all to be a part of all this. But yeah, Yeah. so let's get into it. Um, for this episode, we actually. We had the opportunity about two months ago, early in December, to go to a local church here in Louisville, Kentucky. The name of the church is called the Kingdom Center, and that's one that we visit and kind of attend here regularly and when we can. Uh, We love the community there, the pastors and all of that, and we were able to get an invite to come and speak to the youth on a Wednesday. It was their last, like, uh, youth service of the year, and they were, like, gracious enough of course, like... Bring us in um, Allow us to speak to You know the people That they shepherd And they cover And it was actually really I really enjoyed it How did you feel about it? I had a great time Yeah It was one of the not the first time that we had spoken in front of a crowd, but the first time in a long time that I I have. So it was it was Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It's been a minute. So, wow. so I was a bit nervous. I was nervous. real nervous. Mad I was nervous. up there shaking, voice was shaky during a couple <laughs> of my responses. But it was real fun. Like I'm glad that we got the, the opportunity to do that for sure. Yeah, so. I really enjoyed it. And it's always different just being in person. Mm-hmm. So hopefully again, we keep talking about it. We get we're able to do something like that ourselves and host it, but Nonetheless, we were able to do that And they were, like, kind enough to, like, record everything Like, obviously, video and audio for us And so, you know, we wanted to revisit that And, of course, share it with you all for the people, like, who weren't there And... Yeah, so we had a really good conversation with the, their youth pastor. Uh, his name is Colin Harrison. Shout out. And we essentially just, like, sat down, literally, like, podcast format, really, yeah. had a conversation. We It was like a and a He was asking us questions, and we were just, like, bouncing off, like, our answers and our thoughts on some things, like, related to, obviously, like, what we all struggle with, like, on a day-to-day basis, like, when it comes, like, to relationships, like, yeah. just being, like, in the culture and how to navigate your faith through that. And so... I'm really excited for this conversation, to share it with you all. I know it's gonna bless many, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I don't know if we're gonna do the outro this time, but y'all know what it is. We'll catch y'all next week, but, you know, getting into it, yeah, this is a collab. Culture, youth, time's just different. Let's get it.
1: Yeah! <laughs> Let's go. Y'all relax a little bit, okay? We're not trying to be too professional. At least I'm not. That's, not. that's not really how I roll. We're good? We're recording? Are we good on both the phones? Are we good in the middle camera? Yeah. Brooklyn, we are? Awesome. Okay. Um, we gathered these questions on social media and from a few um, in-person questions, just things that we just thought as a leadership here in Culture Youth um, Would be the best questions, the most well rounded questions that we could talk about um, to kind of speak to a couple of the things that are most prevalent in our culture and in our generation. Um, So, what we're gonna be basically doing is just having a conversation. Um, So, let's just get into it. We're gonna kind of start with a big time question. Um, Y'all know how we do it here, we don't really like to sugarcoat anything. So we're gonna go right at it. Uh f- the first question that was asked on uh our Instagram is this, and you guys just feel free whichever one you, one of you yeah, wants gotcha. to go first, it don't <laughs> matter to me. Um the first question is what is one of the biggest spiritual problems our generation faces? Damn, y'all starting off mm. strong, huh? <laughs> yeah, These are
0: heavy hitters. Yeah, you got it. No, you got that one. <laughs> <laughs> go to no, you can, you can start it off, then I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off what you got to say. Word, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see how we're going tonight. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. right. Um, no, I really like this question. I would say uh, I think I'll start off like this. I think it's really hard to win a battle that you don't know you're fighting in. So, like, what I mean by that is I think that, or at least I know that there's, like, a war over our minds. Absolutely. There's a fight for our attention. Absolutely. Day in and day out. And, like, what the enemy really wants, as much as he wants, like, your spirit, he really wants your soul. Right? He wants, like, your everyday decisions. Like, your daily actions. Like, and basically, like, your emotions and everything that you're walking through in your day to day. And so, one thing that I heard not too long ago was that, like, you can't act higher than you think. And, right. it, and, like, what you think is predicated on, like, what you're allowing yourself to see, hear, and listen to, right? Come on. And so you got to, like, realize, like, your your diet isn't just physical, right? It's, like, it's spiritual as well, what you're consuming, what you're allowing yourself to see. Yep. So it's, like, for me, it's, like, okay, you know, I say I want to be kingdom-minded, but it's, like, I ain't watched the sermon all week. You yeah. so what I'm saying? Like, I ain't been in my word all week. Come on, man. You know what I mean? I ain't prayed or gone to God all week, but I'm kingdom-minded, right? Yeah. So I can't act higher than I think. So I'm trying to act in a kingdom way, but my mind and thinking isn't in that same direction. So I think, like, one of this, that's one of the biggest problems that we face is just, like, our attention is, like, so divided.
1: So true. You know, and
0: I actually heard it here once on a Sunday. It's like, it's not that we don't love God. It's just that we don't want to spend time with him. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, dang, yeah. that hit home. I ain't going to yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> that true. was spit. That's true. But, um... Yes, yeah, so I say that, that definitely has to be one of them for sure. Okay, word, word. I think um, something gotcha. else that he mentioned I thought was really good is I used to always feel like our generation wasn't really focused, but something that he mentioned was like we're focused just on the wrong on things. the wrong stuff. You know what I me mean? Me our yeah. focus is, is is misplaced focus. You know what I mean? And also piggybacking off like the spiritual piece, the way it was explained to me, I learned things in terms of like uh, like examples, like real life examples. He's an illustration, that. King. yeah, illustration. That's what I'm looking for. That that examples. helps me Go like ahead. you know grasp things better. But the way it was explained to me is like okay. In movies, what we see is the actors. We see the actors and the final product, but behind the scenes, it's really the directors that, and in most movies, directors make more money than the actors. You know what I mean? But yep. we're, not, we're not seeing the what's going into it. We're not seeing the director that's really pulling the strings and making things move and shake, right? We're just yep. seeing the actors and like translating that back to life. Like we're, <clears throat> most things that are physical are usually, in, uh, influenced by something that isn't you know what I mean in the in the spiritual you know what I mean um so I feel like like you said I think a lot of us are swinging at the wrong enemy you know and we're we're focused on the wrong things so it just the the biggest step is just realizing that you are in a spiritual fight Mm -hmm. that definitely is like will help you so yeah
1: awareness awareness yeah the biggest part of it and I think I think sometimes uh we can be aware to what's going on around us but not aware about what's going on in us. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think, see, a lot of us like to blame our struggles, blame our battles on the devil. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the reason why we're in some of our battles is because of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes our biggest enemy can be ourselves, can be our way of thinking. Yeah. Um, and I think if we start winning the battle on the inside that we'll start seeing a lot more victory on the outside Mm -hmm. but it all comes to what y'all were saying with awareness Mm -hmm. being aware that you're even in a battle because we are in one Mm -hmm. Um, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear you can tell that we're in a battle Mm -hmm. but to be able to fight the battle you have to be able to win the war within yourself Mm -hmm. because you'll never be able to be who the warrior gods called you to be if you can't even win your own everyday struggles right Mm -hmm. right Um.
0: And actually, I want to add to that really quick. Oh, go ahead. The reason I say um, that you have to be aware of it is because these things are so like insignificant sometimes. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying it's just okay, like I'm going on TikTok, I'm scrolling. It's, then you know what I mean? Like I just feel like I'm scrolling two seconds, and I wake up. and Turns into hours. hours. Yeah. Yep. You feel what I'm saying? Or like, okay, YouTube got me on a chokehold. That's me. So like, <laughs> I'm just going there and watching one video, and then like three hours like, has gone yeah. by, and it's just like, okay, well, like, I haven't necessarily sinned. Haven't done anything wrong. I wasn't watching anything that was like pulling me away from God. Right. It's like, am I like engaged in things that are like pushing me closer to Him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's why it's like aware because being aware of it because it's just like these things can be so inconsequential. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, for sure. Anything you you want oh, to add to no, the
0: rest of that? I said I said my piece. We go to the next question. Perfect. <laughs>
1: um, this this one um, I think is gonna give us a lot of insight into uh kind of the culture that our generation has created the question is what is the biggest problem with the culture of dating Hmm. that our generation has created
0: oh no Hmm. (laughs) oh no that's what i'm saying that's you oh hey fair enough we can we can you know take take turns uh hmm yeah no it's a, it's a whole bunch we can talk for an hour on this alone oh yeah we could uh, <laughs> <laughs> we could something, something I've noticed I feel like the idea of relationships is very like over romanticized and what ends up happening is people go into it under prepared um, yeah. and obviously to an extent relationships are supposed to be romanticized that's the whole point but I think it's it's to the point where it's unhealthy for our generation, to the yep. point where people are idolizing relationships. I was um, listening to Jackie Hill Perry, I don't know if y'all know who that is, but something. You should. Yeah, shout out, shout out Jackie Hill. <laughs> shout out Jackie Something She's she had mentioned awesome. is like a lot of us, we're, we're putting so much emphasis on a relationship that isn't even
1: eternal come on and it's
0: taking our, our focus away from our relationship with god the, the only relationship that does last forever right you know what i mean so right. yeah i think it's uh people idolize relationships that's that's the biggest thing that i've noticed that's a huge for reason. sure yeah and something that he says a lot is the fact that sometimes people can get into relationships and thinking that this person is supposed supposed to like complete you right right when it's supposed to be someone that just compliments you it's a terrible mindset yeah of right. course <laughs> and so like we can again to this idolization point like mm-hmm. this void that yeah. we have of like wanting love or right. uh, affirmation or reassurance right and this person yeah. becomes that individual that fills that complete void for us Absolutely. So i think that's another part of it yeah yeah how, m- how many of y'all in here in relationships be honest no. it's a random question oh yeah. dang none of y'all for real oh a couple you of know, y'all some of y'all lying. i hope y'all happy
1: <laughs> so, some they of y'all,
0: thought, y'all they thought I was to say something crazy i hope y'all happy man
1: um I do want to, I want to, I want to touch on a couple things there. The first thing I want to touch on is kind of the first thing you talked about mm-hmm. um, and kind of, you both kind of pointed to this is looking for someone to fill a void. I think sometimes we can get so focused on our horizontal relationships and we neglect the vertical relationship. Um, I don't want to answer this question too quickly because it's a question that's asked later. Um, But when you when your vertical relationship with Christ is right, then it's OK for you to get in a relationship. But that whole mindset of looking for someone to fill a void just goes to show you that your vertical relationship isn't where it needs to be, mm-hmm. because the only person that can ever fill any void in your life is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, and honestly, you're putting the person who you're trying to be in a relationship with at a disadvantage from day one, if you're expecting them to fill a void in your life. If you're expecting them to complete you, they're going to fail. You want to know why? Because they can't. They can't. The second thing I want to point to is, to me, I think the way that we date in our generation is actually like divorce, See, the reason why so many of us have trust issues is because we've already been through like three divorces in our lives. Okay? When you're doing everything that God intended to happen in a marriage outside of a marriage, and then you break up, that's called a divorce, not a breakup. Let's
0: talk about it, man. Let's get into it.
1: No, let's talk about it for real. Because um (laughs) you know, because you're creating bonds that were never meant to be created with someone that is not your wife or your husband. And then when that person gets on your nerves or when they do something you don't like, you break up and you think it's a breakup and you wonder why you can't get over it for six months or a year or two years. And you're still thinking about it sitting here in this room is because you went through a divorce because you did things in a relationship that was not marriage, that was only intended to happen in marriage. And I don't think I have to go into detail for you to infer the things that I'm talking about. Um, But I think our pattern of dating is actually like practicing for divorce in a way, Mm -hmm. because it's just like, well, once, you know, I I, I get I get with someone and, you know, I do a whole bunch of stuff with them. And then uh, one day we wake up and don't like each other and we break up and then you do that with two or three other people. And then, you know, you look back and it's like 10 years of your life was wasted because you were just entering into a relationship getting out of one entering into one getting out of one um and that's why I just think the whole dating culture it's like nobody has trust for anybody mm-hmm. uh, guys can't trust girls yeah. girls can't trust guys because I, I I don't know why this is off script but <laughs> what why do you kind of think that that is and and we can be on it we can let's okay let's talk from our perspective because yeah. we're all guys okay we don't <laughs> want right, to go right, at the girls right. and then get mad okay <laughs> um, why do you think girls in this generation can't trust us we're getting real now yeah. this is off script this was not on the notes
0: <laughs> oh man oh man I think that oh, there's so much to this so I think why women in our generation can't trust men right is the question yes um I think it's because that we just play games. Yeah. You know what I mean? As men, I don't think that we've, especially when you're younger, like, you don't necessarily step into that, like, position as a leader. in terms right. of Like, communicating, understanding that you're supposed to lead the relationship and all that. Right. And all that. So, I think a part of that is just, like, you know, not being clear on, like, where we're at. Yeah. What we want out of a relationship. And then it's, like, you know, playing this little game of, like, keep them, stringing them along and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, I think that's definitely part of the reason. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think on top of that, I've noticed I think a lot of men and women like love differently in a sense. Um what I've noticed is like women they they love very hard early on. I yes. feel like um or once you gain once you gain it like you have it and it's it's their full trust and their full love. Right. And um sometimes guys are like a little slower, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um like you like
1: <laughs> No, it's true it's true though. <laughs> like you
0: was saying, like guys be playing games and sometimes if you give someone your whole heart and they like throw it away, obviously like that you're gonna have some scars. You know right. what I mean? So I think that's a part of it for sure. But also, and this is like general. This ain't just women. I think sometimes we love hard too soon. Yeah. Right. And I think one of the issues is sometimes yeah. we don't do like a fruit inspection of this person. Come on, man. Like Talk me and Jordan it. always say this yeah. a lot. Talk it's like it. they cute, but can they pray? Yeah. You yeah. so know what I'm saying? Pray? Like.
1: Can they worship? 100%. Do mm. they come to church? Fact, Right. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) And so
0: I think that's one of the biggest things. Like when we talk about a God-centered relationship, at the end of the day, like if it doesn't put you closer to him, it's not from him. Yep, absolutely. And so I think sometimes we can like get into like all these other like green flags. but okay, like yeah like they make me better they may challenge me they may make me happy or bring peace or add value but do they do the most important thing which is like push you closer to the version of yourself God's called you to absolutely and so I think that's a part of it too which
1: doesn't always feel good Mm. right because growth oftentimes comes through pain Mm -hmm. and I heard this saying real friends stab each other in the front not in the back what does that mean they say what needs to be said to your face not behind your back So if you are if you're in a relationship and you can't tell the truth to who you're with, you should not be with them. Because if I can't speak truth to you in love, do it in the right spirit, in the right moment, not in front of people. Amen. Um, Do it behind closed doors in private. Show some respect. But I have to be able to tell you the truth, you know. Um, But I think going back to our point. the reason why a lot of men can't tell the truth is because they don't know it.
0: Mm. That's That's a fact. That's That's a fact. They don't know it.
1: They're not in their word enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're not prayed up enough. Um, Let's, let's go. I want to go ahead and ask this question just because we're here. We're here. uh, uh, Yeah, we're here. I'm I'm skipping ahead to it. Let's go. Um, This is, this is a, a young lady who asked this. So just know this is coming from the perspective of a girl asking this question. How do you know if the man you are with is close enough to God to be able to lead you?
0: You got that's it. A, that's a great question. Shout out to whoever asked that. Um, well, I think you will start to look like what you look at the most. So when you're looking at or looking for a man, um, like, like you were saying, the fruit inspection, like what, what, is, what fruits is he showing? You know what I mean? Like who, who does he look like? What, what does he look like? Does he look like the world? does yeah. he look like the word. You know what I mean? So I think that's honestly the biggest thing in I don't think you should be comparing your man of God to God himself cuz I think that's a tall task. It's not. Yeah. So We're you never should never live shoulda, up. You shouldn't be looking for perfection, <laughs> but there's a baseline that he needs to be at. You know what I mean? So for sure. yeah, like what what does he look like? I think I mean, he has to be able to lead you first and foremost. So like I mean, a good sign to look at in that is, like, yo, is he initiating these things, right? If you have to tell him, yeah, let's go to church. Let's read. Let's do this Bible study. Red flag. It's a red flag. Like, run. You feel what I'm saying? Like, he had, like a good thing is, like, whenever he's initiating these things, like, okay, like, yo, like, how can I be praying for you? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, have you gotten your word? What have you studied this week? Right. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yo, there's this conference coming up. Yo, let's go to church this weekend. Like, whatever it looks like. Right. In terms of being the leader, because, like, as a man, uh, like, you know what I mean? That is, like, the position we're supposed to take. Yeah. So initiation, I think, like, that's a good sign for
1: me. Yeah. For sure. And I think um, the only way a man can lead you is if he's being led by God. Yeah. Um, and a key indicator on whether he's being led by God or not... Um, If you look at the Bible, if you look at uh, Jesus's life, one thing you can always point to is that he was a servant. Mm. If the man only wants to be served, he can't be being led by God. Mm. Mm. Because at the very heart of God is love, and that love leads to service. Mm. So if it's it's all just me, 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 that's not what Jesus's message was, Mm. okay? That's not what it was. Um, so, I think those are good though for yeah, sure those definitely those are good um, and well let me not let me not get into that just yet oh, no. um, so staying on the relationship topic um, and this doesn 't have to specifically be a boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, this specific question can uh, be aimed at just a friendship. Um, the question is what is a respectful way to end an ungodly friendship or relationship in general man.
0: I got a problem with ghosting, so Jordan got this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I got a problem with it, too, but I'll go. I just I like you got to keep it real. I know that sounds real simple, but it, I don't think you got to overcomplicate this answer here. I think I've definitely been in situations where I've tried to, like, make something up that sounded better, like, oh, wh- what can I say to make them, like, feel better about what I'm doing or whatever the case may be? And in the long run, like, it ended up worse because they're, like – People can tell when you're lying to them or when what you're saying isn't truthful so they For start sure. looking at things and then like oh maybe it's because of this or maybe it was because of that and then you end up like they're worse off you know what i mean so just i've just found you just got to keep it real and also on top of that something i've learned is there's some things that are just going to hurt like no matter how respectful you make it sound like it's going to hurt like right. if you're close to someone and you're letting them know like i'm in a season of my life where i feel like i just can't have a lot of voices like it's going to hurt if you tell them you, you're trying to distance yourself um so don't expect them to be like Oh, you don't want to be my friend anymore? Yes, like, oh, like, you know, what I mean? you know what I'm saying? So it usually doesn't work out. like that, that. It just doesn't happen. That's not real life. But um, yeah, just just being honest and just making it sound as respectful as possible. But you know, yeah, yeah. So I, I would say the same thing. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really have a problem with ghosting. I kind of put that the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, you do, bro. I mean a little <laughs> bit, but I think that me, I'm more of like an like a like an empath or whatever. And um, I don't know I never want to hurt anybody's feelings right I try to like be the really cordial, cord, like, cordial person that like you know mm-hmm. keeps the peace and all that but I think when it comes to like ending different relationships whether that be like more romantic or just like platonic right. you have to like have integrity to yourself and respect for the other person so what I mean by that is like I'm an individual that wants to, like, be a person that values communication and, like, not breaking hearts or, like, leading people right. on or, like, you know, not being uh, transparent, right? And then on the other end of that, I want to respect this other individual um, and where they're at, not wasting their time. And so, like Jordan said, it really comes down to making the decision and just, like, being really real and upfront. Like, it's not going to, like, feel good on, like,
1: either For end. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then stuff. sticking to your decision. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, a lot of the times where the hurt comes is when – You say this, and then a week later, you're hitting them up like, "Where you at?" Right, right. Right? So stick to your relationship, and that goes to how you. you Yeah, that's (laughs) how it is, though. That's how it is. It's like, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Crazy. So just stick stick to your decision. Let's. I want to go to this question because um, this is one of our more heavy hitting questions. Um, The question is, how do you stay positive when God takes you through valley seasons?
0: Mm-hmm. you want that one bro that's all you that's all me <laughs> let me see um I guess something that I've learned with this is when guys taking you through these tough seasons is realizing that it's exactly that it's a season um I've learned you know se- seasons come and go and they're and they're temporary and I think something else when when we're going through good times and positive seasons I think well for me at least sometimes I'm like waiting for the other shoe to drop and I'm, I'm. I understand that the the good things don't last forever. But for some reason, when I'm in tough situations, I don't think the same way. Like, I'm thinking like, oh, this is going to be forever. Like, oh, I'm never going to get out of this. And yeah, in, in all good. reality, like the good and the bad things, like it's all temporary. Like, and Ecclesiastes talk about there's a there's a time for everything, time for laughter, time for sorrow. Like there's there's times and seasons for everything, and like none of it is really going to last forever. So that's something that always helps me when I'm going through seasons like that. Like It's, it's not, it's not going to be forever. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the way I heard it once is, like, God always takes you through valley, valleys to prepare you for a mountaintop. Yeah. And so I think, like, it's always really asking God, like, yo, like, what is the purpose, like, of this season? Like, why do you have me in this? And you may not necessarily get that answer, like, while you're in it, but if you're t- being, like, very, like – vigilant and attentive to like hearing God's voice and like what that is trying to learn as much as you can of like yourself your surroundings like what you're trying to like what you're being taught it makes that season a lot more like bearable because it's not just something that's vain and that likes wasted you know what I mean like I refuse to go through a heartbreak where it's just like okay You know what I mean? Or a season where, like, I had to go through, like, all this hell and all these trials just to come out and not have gained something from it. For sure. And so I think that's a big part of just, like, understanding that it does have a purpose, particularly, like, if it's
1: of God, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I, I heard this one time. I think this is kind of a good way to bring perspective to valley seasons. If you notice, a valley is always between two mountains. So usually when you're going through a valley, it's when you're coming off of a mountain. Um... But always know that there's a mountain on the other side of the valley mm-hmm. that God is taking you through what you 're going through he 's not just taking you through it for no reason there's something on the other side of it it's he 's taking you from glory to glory he 's not just leaving you here in the valley he 's taking you somewhere greater. Um, next question I want to ask is another culture question. Why do you think our culture is so far from God
0: mm-hmm like a responsibility that we have, like to be lights in like every industry, every sector, every place that we walk into, yeah. in order for God to be known. And so I think a part of that, among many reasons, is that like we need to really take on our responsibility, absolutely, that we have in order to like really reach the lost and be sure. intentional about that. Yeah, I think um, also with, like, social media and, like, technology these days, I think there's a lot more voices that are, like, competing for our attention now. Right. Um, I think at one point the church could have got away with just being a voice because it was—there weren't as many voices, if that makes sense. So obviously your voice is going to be magnified and it's going to be louder. Um, But now that there's more voices, I think what the church is trying to do there, we're trying to reach a culture with just being another voice in the crowd, and I just don't think that's going to work. You know what I mean? I think— when you're looking at the life of Jesus, it was a balance of his actions but also his words. You know what I mean? So with the church we have to be acting and showing the fruits of the Spirit, showing the gifts of the Spirit, right? We're in a day and age where words just aren't really gonna do it anymore. So we have to we have to we have to act. And it and it's the actions that'll open the door for our words to be heard. Absolutely. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And that that goes with the earlier question. You pretty much just answered it with that. The question was something to the point of how do you spread the gospel to strangers or people Mm -hmm. around you and i think sometimes we can get so caught up in well i don't know enough of the bible to talk to somebody about jesus Mm -hmm. a lot of the times (laughs) you won't get the opportunity to talk to someone about jesus if your life doesn't look like him um and the next question literally the next question after that i think pretty much you answered with um the, the question was what do you think would most help the culture get closer to God I think is the church being the church mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. is us actually being who we're supposed to be mm-hmm. and you know the culture is never going to come to Christ until more of Christ is visible in us yeah. Yeah. you know more people will come to Christ when more of Christ is visible in Christians mm-hmm. okay people won't come to something if we look just like they do yeah. mm-hmm. you know what's there to come to you look like me. You do the same things as me. You have the same habits as me. You hang around the same people as me. So what's the difference? I think, you know, when the Bible says, come out from amongst them and be ye separate, you can't tell somebody to separate from something when you're not separated. Yeah. Right. So I think the way that the way to bring the culture closer to God is by us being closer to God. 100%. Right. Um, so I want to jump to another question. Um this is more of like a practical question, mm-hmm. um and it's what does it look like to wake up every day and choose Jesus? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. one. <laughs> 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 um I'd say the the biggest obstacle or the biggest thing is like denying yourself. I think that's the the most difficult thing for me at least you know what I mean I think it's. I think I think we're very tied to our convenience and our comfort and what we want to do. You know what I mean? So a big part of choosing Jesus is saying, literally dying to self, right? The Bible talks about taking up your cross and crucifying yourself daily. That's what that looks like. It's like, okay, I might not want to read today, but like guess what? I'm choosing Jesus over my comfort right. and over what I want to do. Um, so, yeah, I guess practically it's like the biggest thing is denying yourself and, and what your desires and what you want to do. Yeah and that, I mean There's so much intentionality with it And that's what I'm learning right now It's one of like, the biggest lessons that I'm learning this year That I've been talking to Jordan a lot about And one of them is the fact that like Thoughts may come but they don't have the authority to stay And so like throughout my yeah. day Like You have to realize like we are like confined To like our, our flesh of course and like our body And so like you're gonna have different thoughts or like temptations that come to your mind of like, okay, I may want to like lust over them or I kinda wanna slap them in the face or like I'm trying to really pop yeah, off for my teacher. Or, like whatever it is, right? <laughs> and these thoughts may come to your mind, but through the power that God's given us, right? Like they don't have the authority to stay. Right. It talks about like casting down every single thought. Yeah. Now so for me, like choosing like to follow God daily is like literally just like a step by step thing of like, mm-hmm. okay, these thoughts that I have or these things I may want to walk into challenging every one of, like, okay, does this honor God? Mm -hmm. Is this a standard I want to, like, live um, up to? And so I think that's one of the biggest things for me. To your point about casting down the thoughts, uh, something practical I've been doing is, like, actually speaking to my thoughts. Like, there's power of life and death in the tongue. Like, literally, I cast you down in the name of Jesus. Like, saying it out loud. Yeah, and I used to think that was extra because I used to be around people. My mom would say that all the time. Like, I'm casting you down. I'm like, okay, chill. chill." (laughs) Like, Like, what? Now but like, like yeah, like you're saying, like it really becomes that practical, yeah. like you know, you catching yourself, being self-aware, um, and then and then speaking to it, um, and that's how you kind of get through these things. Like, absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely. I think um, you'd rather you'd rather be a little embarrassed by something you do than a thought hold you captive, right? Yeah. I think sometimes we care so much about the perspective or what others think. Um, I'd rather have freedom. Then be bound by the opinions of others, yeah. right? Um, I want to do two more questions. It's actually crazy. We've literally been talking for thirty-five minutes already. Forever. Yes, <laughs> Dang. yes, we have. Um, I want to do longer? two more questions. This, this, the first question I think is really powerful, and I think it's a question that we all, have at one point or another, or probably most of us—I'll include myself in that category—are still asking ourselves. How do I love people I don't like or agree with?
0: Mm, it's in Romans five eight, and it says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Talk about it. And because I be getting in modes, I don't know about Charlie. I be thinking like, okay, this culture's too far gone. Like I'm good, guy. <laughs> you got, you got it. It's you true. It. Like it's real true. talk. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, know, I'm looking at everybody, like, just going away. And, like, especially, like, when you try to evangelize or speak to someone, they might not, may not accept it or, like, they're not really, like, hearing you. That can be, like, really discouraging. Like, your problem may get in the way. You're like, oh, okay, like, whatever. Right. And so, like, sometimes I get in those modes of, like, just kind of, like, well, they're not going to understand me anyway. I'm not going to speak. Like, why even, like, talk to anybody or try to evangelize to them or even show them love? Like, right. they're not going to receive, receive or be accepted to it. Like, why would I get my energy to that? And then I think about how, like, God did the same thing to me. Or when I wasn't receptive, right? Like when I wasn't listening, like right. I, wasn't, I wasn't giving him like the time of day or anything like that. Like that was the same love that brought me in, and so like I'm always reminded of like my history with God and what He's done for me, and that kind of like brings me like so much humility to like make sure that I'm sacrificing and doing that for others, right? So Absolutely. I think that's a part of like how I kind of get through that. Um, I think what I help is also, uh, let me see. I think love isn't always what you do, but sometimes what you stop yourself from doing um even when you look at god's love it's like his grace and his mercy like his grace is things that he's given to us his mercy is like what he's with withheld from us the things that we did deserve so i think when you're looking at people you don't like like so for example practically um if someone like purposely steps on my shoes or something i'm i'm upset like like, scuffs the jordan so yeah someone scuffs the jays like sometimes love is just me not thinking about them in a negative way, not lashing right. out at them. So that sometimes that's love. I think we think, oh, I got to give bro a hug. and be like, oh, I love you. Like, ah, you don't necessarily got to do that. It's just some, yeah. so, sometimes it's about like withholding, holding your tongue, holding your thoughts, you know. So, so yeah, it's not always about, you know, what, what you're doing or saying, For but sure. what you're not saying and what you're not doing. For so, sure. Yeah.
1: And I think going back to what you were saying, I think if we get a perspective of what Jesus did on the cross – It'll help us love each other better because just to put it in perspective, Jesus went through all that he went through without a guarantee that we would ever say yes. And I think so much in our culture, we talk about love being a feeling. I can guarantee you that what he went through didn't feel good. That's why he asked his father to take this. I I don't want to go through this. Um, but love, real love is a decision. Um, and I think in relationships, we talk about love being 50, 50 or relationship being 50, 50 where real love is, is 100, zero. I give my all and I expect nothing in return. That's the kind of love that Jesus showed on the cross. He gave literally his life with no guarantee that we would ever say yes. That's what love is. Do we love like that? Most of us would say probably not. A lot of our love hinges on someone else doing something for us in return. Our Our love is determined by how they treat me. That's not the message of Jesus. Jesus, his message was, oh, you talk bad about me? I still love you. Oh, you cursed me, you spit on me, you whipped me, you crucified me. (laughs) What, what did he say when he was on the cross? This is, this is the ultimate example of love. Father, forgive them. You know what he could have said? Curse them and make them all go to hell. (laughs) That's what he could have said. You want to know why? Because he had that power. He had the power to say that, but what was his first instinct? Love, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I think that if we put in perspective the decision Jesus made, like you said, for each and every one of us, um, it'll make, it'll give us the ability to love each other even when it doesn't feel good. Because a lot of the time, loving your neighbor as yourself doesn't feel good, right? Putting others before yourself, loving others in spite of what they do to you doesn't always feel good. Um, and the last question I want to ask kind of goes along with, the whole topic of love, but I want to shift the focus of it. Um, What does it mean to really love God?
0: I think you have to love in spite of what you feel, right? I was just having this conversation. So I think that what it looks like to really love God is for you to, like, really give Him your heart, Yeah. right? And so it's, like, submitting, like, everything, like, to Him. I don't know. So, like, I guess... Should I air you out? Oh, uh, go ahead, bro. <laughs> no, nah, okay. So like, I don't know if y'all have ever been like in a relationship or whatever, and like you know like you really feeling them, right? Like they check all the boxes. You feel me? They cute or whatever. Y'all vibing and like yo, like you can't stop talking to them. I'm talking like you on Facetime at like 1 a.m. knowing you should be asleep, type yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like one of those, and like you just want to spend time with them. Like you're infatuated with them, or you trying to hang out on the weekend. Like yo, what you doing, girl? Like you know what I mean, type B. Yeah. Like all of that. Like you just can't get away from them. And I think what it means to, like, really love God is to, like, have that same infatuation with him. Right. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Like, yo, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm praying, you know what I mean? It's been an hour. It's 11 p.m., but I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like, dang yeah, it, yeah, I'm yeah. in my word, but I got to get, man, I, I got to get to school, but I just can't put it down. Like. Yeah it's like giving him your heart for real we we know yeah. we can because we see it with other people yeah. and i just got convicted about this because i'm kind of like stepping right now but like <laughs> we do with other people and it's just like really giving your heart to god and be doing that with intentionality so i think right. that's kind of what that looks like yeah dang yeah that was fire. <laughs> i was gonna try to make me follow up with that i feel like there's no other answer i feel like you hit the no, it's w- what's the saying you hit the, the nail, the on, the nail the head. on the head what? yeah Okay. Lovely. I'm I'm speechless. That's how good your answer was. I'm speechless. Like, love right, yeah. love looks That's like right.
1: surrender and submission. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And it,
1: right. and it goes back to one simple point. A lot of us can call Jesus our Savior, but it's a lot harder to call him Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because calling him Lord means that he rules over everything. Mm-hmm. It's easy for us to look at him as a savior, but then when it comes time to give up that time right. or give up that relationship or give up that dream. Mm -hmm. let's I mean we don't have time to talk about it but we could you know are we willing to do that loving God really at the end of the day comes down to does he have your heart or not Mm -hmm. are you submitted or not can y'all just make some noise for Jordan and Darren for just a second (laughs) how how many how many got at least one thing from this conversation raise your hand okay Y'all took Good. notes. I'm
0: still stuck on that. You said it's not fifty fifty. It's a hundred zero. That was a far. zero. I'm stuck on that. That was fire. I hope well, be, y'all was taking notes. Well, because
1: when you look at it, uh-huh. that's that's what Jesus did on the cross. Zero. It was a hundred zero. 100 zero. Yeah. It was he gave his life with no expectation. Yeah. Nothing in return. Can I say that in the podcast episode? I can steal that. Yeah, bro. You got that. I'm taking it. I'm taking hey, it. Hey, listen. There's no <laughs> new. There's no new ideas under the sun. I don't. Right. I don't take credit for anything. Can we just give God a great praise for tonight?